Hello, and, and welcome back to Playdate Podcast. I'm Mariel. I'm a writer and a director. And I'm Slow Magic, an anonymous music producer. tour meaning we are driving to different holiday places in new england well at least according to google yeah and we're recording an episode in each different city in a different city every week and before we get into the rest of the podcast i'm just going to do a little shout out to our five star reviewers and what i'm gonna do is i'm going to tell you the vibe that I get from you based on your review. And I understand that some people did leave five-star reviews on Spotify, in which case those will not be included because we cannot see them. But um, thanks for doing that. Yes, thank you so, so that much. That helps as well. So the first review is from Spencer Lopez. And I think that his review is very inspired. Like his vibe is inspired. Like he wants to go out and do things. Like, we are inspiring him, and he is inspired to inspire others. The next review is from Rebuilding Rocket Ships, and I would say his is just very complimentary and encouraging. The next review is from AAAO2, and theirs is titled, I just like these people. So I'm going to say that they're just a nice, they're just nice. This person's just a nice vibe. Like, they gave me such a good vibe. And then we have Eve's 704 and they're a learner. They learn things, they like pointed out what they've learned. They paid attention, so I like that because I feel like I'm kind of a learner. They seem to appreciate the facts. Mm-hmm. Not just my fun facts, but like the facts that we have factually laid out. And then we have Love the Shiz. They're just fun. They're like bouncy. They have like some cute little... What do you call these where there's like... Emoji. Well, like symbols and... Yeah. So thank you to everybody. Wow. I didn't know we had so many. Thank you so much, everyone. That's encouraging. We appreciate your support. Speaking of you guys, we also asked a few questions on our Instagrams and stuff and wanted to read some of your answers for the question, what is the worst Christmas song? So XOXO Joy Boy says, baby, it's cold outside. This is, agree, it is kind of a badly aged song. I feel like it's just needs to go. Um, Nay Nay V said the instrumental one with guitar slash rock. I don't know the name of it, but it's so annoying. LOL. What is that one? I think maybe they're talking about like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra or something. Mannheim. Mannheim Steamroller. One of those. I get it. I get that too. I I, feel like you don't get it as much as I get it. I think the way we know what they're talking about means we get it. (laughs) Kathy Feb 29 says Santa Baby. That song inspires homicidal feelings. Agree, bad song. Yeah, truly, Also, just truly bad. dated. 
not good. Jess Langer says, the one about wanting a hippopotamus for Christmas. Mm -hmm. True, we were just <laughs> making fun of that song yesterday, singing it in a funny voice. If you haven't heard that one, check it out. It's bad. <laughs> Jordish says, Mariah Carey, severely overplayed. Mm -hmm. I agree. Agreed, for sure. I we know. know how we feel about this. <laughs> I put it on my list of best Christmas songs, but I still agree. Curtis said, Little Drummer Boy. And I actually agree with that. As a drummer, I always expect that song to be cooler, but it's kind of boring. Not enough drums. Except for the Justin Bieber version, I don't feel like there's any drums usually. The Justin Bieber one's pretty good, but still, it's just it's not. Goofy, but it's good. It's not drum enough. And also, my mom answered the question. She told me. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to my mom. She said, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey because it's played way too much and gets a bit annoying by the end. I agree, Mom. It's true. I 100% agree, too. But I will say this year, I have not heard it as much. It's kind of been better. Maybe people are getting the idea, like, not to play it every other song. And the weird thing is, is, like, because I haven't heard it so much, when it comes on, I'm kind of, like, into it slightly. Yeah. I don't know. Call me crazy. Well, that's a lesson in Stockholm Syndrome. I was going to say, yes. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. And um, what is it called? <laughs> Moderation. Everything in it. But thanks for answering and thanks for reviewing, everyone. We love you. And back to the regular programming. This week we are in Cape Cod. Yes, we are in Cape Cod because Cape Cod is kind of like this magical place for us in the winter. There's not really a thousand, a billion, trillion people here. It's just got like this weird magical feel. And according to Google, there are a lot of different holiday activities that go on here. There's even a freaking plaza called Christmas Tree Plaza, and I don't think they changed that once. No, it's it like a shopping January. mall, shopping center. Yeah, it's like where Trader <clears throat> Joe's lives. But we are talking about holiday music, Christmas music for the month of December for our holiday special tour podcast extravaganza. And what did we do today? Today in Cape Cod, we did a lot of things including shopping. Yeah, we did shopping. We went to thrift stores. Every thrift store. No, we didn't go to every thrift store. We went to a lot of great thrift stores, though. Because Cape Cod is kind of renowned. Are they? They're renowned for their thrift stores. That's really not the right vibe of what I'm trying to say. But they've got some great thrift stores. Honestly, if you are a thrifting, thrifty person, I highly recommend coming here to thrift. They just have a lot of nice things. Yeah, everything was like clean, nice thrift shops and... It's like old people's preserving old shit. I also got to go to a place that I love that I just discovered called Cape Cod Card Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Pokemon cards. It's a big shout out. It was a really nice little shop, nice owner, and she gave me free card sleeves. It was cool. You got like a bunch of stuff for $4. We can briefly say that we've been playing Pokemon cards lately and it's been really fun. Yes. But it's been a great day. We went to the beach, which was extremely cold. We went to the beach for approximately three minutes before having to promptly return to our cars. We ran to the car. It's windy. It's cold. But it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And the other thing that I was going to say about something... I got a Dunkin' Donut and, and a coffee, which you have to do when you're in Massachusetts. And a lobster roll. <laughs> I had a lobster roll last night that was so good. What? Oh, I remember. I have been dealing with migraines ever since we've been on this trip. And today really feels like the first day that I don't have a migraine. I have just been stressing myself out so much because there's been things that I want to do and get done. 
And today and last night, I was like, I got to let it go. What yeah. happens, happens. If I'm nervous that Soul Magic isn't having fun, then I'm not having fun. And then if both of us aren't having fun, and this is based on nothing that Soul Magic is actually conveying, it's just like a fear. It's just not like aiding in my health journey in life. And let's be honest, you and I aren't that good at relaxing or doing <laughs> We're things. Not. I mean, we're actually recording a podcast every day on our little trip here. We're like, do you know what's fun? Let's take a vacation. But <laughs> we're to doing make it more stuff. fun, it let's ha- record it is a fun, podcast. Though. It is fun. And speaking of fun, I think you and I both find holiday music fun. Yeah, we do. As much as it already is starting to get a little old, some of the Christmas music, I mean, I'm hearing it over and over. I, I can understand why some people might not like certain Christmas songs. I just guess I don't understand why they're not playing the Christmas music I like. Like, I'm sick of hearing the same old guys. Is I that mean, so terrible that I'm Some of the guys the we picked guys? for our best of albums. Yeah, I know, but like, that's one song. I don't need to hear every song. By I then. guess it's a good time to say that part of why I think Christmas music is so great is that it goes away for a while and then it comes back. And then you remember that some of it... It like sounds like it was recorded in a tin can. I like that about it. Yeah, I like me the too. old sounds me too. But sometimes it's playing on the radio, and I have no idea what's playing because it's like Christmas. Like that's yeah. what it sounds like. <laughs> the twenties and beyond is when music was invented, and and then that's when it was recorded. That's not. True. That's history. That's a fact. But um, you speaking have, of facts... If this is your first time listening to our holiday podcast, that's not a true fact. And if you go back to the first episode, you will learn about the history okay, of Christmas. Okay, there are more. There's an extensive history of holiday music, brief and extensive, in our first episode. But thanks for listening to our other episodes. And if you're a long-time listener, it's great to have you back. If you want to support us in the podcast, please leave us a five-star review, and we will give you a shout-out on our podcast. Yes. So please... Give us that review and help a little girl and a little boy out. And without further ado, or is it to do? Without further... To do. Ado. To do? Are we bidding them ado? I'm so I confused. I am bidding them well, well because they're not leaving. So let's... What are you drinking right now? If you're I drinking anything. I am drinking some coffee, some Rainforest Blend from the, the little coffee maker in the hotel room. It's not good, but it's hot and... I need coffee. I feel like last night you were drinking coffee and you said something I've never heard you say about drinking coffee. You were like, <laughs> you were like, this coffee smells really bad, but you said it like with a straight face. <laughs> like it was not weird. You're like, kind of smells this like coffee cigarettes. smells really bad. It smells like burnt, like a little I don't know why. That was so funny to me. I'm going to take my sweater off. So if you hear anything. Wow, we did ASMR. I hope nobody heard anything. I accidentally knocked the tree over, which we have a beautiful little Christmas tree next to the microphone. I got an ornament for it today. It's like this bear that, like, it looks like a child made it. It's like this very cute little rosebud, ditzy rosebud-looking fabric animal. with blue, yellow. It's got all of the primary color roses with, like, well, it's green like a stuffed stems. Animal. Yeah, it's like a little Small. bear. It's got two little buttons and a red bow that actually looks like it's kind of killing him. Do you see this? I didn't notice that before. No. Yep. (laughs) No. He's not dying. But yeah, anyways. What are you drinking? I'm drinking blue Gatorade. You see, one thing that you don't know about me is that I got really sick this year. I'm fine, but I was sick. And I learned during that sickness that I needed to have more sodium. 
because I actually drank too much water and ended up in the hospital. Be careful, friends. And Gatorade was a thing that came out of it that I actually love. I used to think it was so gross, but now it's like kind of like a little treat. Like I don't drink alcohol, but this is like my cocktail. And there's like an actual healthy Gatorade. Which I prefer, yeah. It's called like G-Fit or something. Yeah, it actually has real ingredients. I think it's just watermelon juice. 10 out of 10 to that. It's just watermelon juice. It's like watermelon That's juice base, and some other, yeah. some other stuff. Other fruits and vegetables. No. I don't think so. But that's what we're drinking. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? I feel like we've said a lot. Do I have anything else to say? Well, yeah, I have a lot to say. No, I mean, we're here. before we get into Mariel's fun fact corner. Before we get into the corner, no, I have nothing else to say. All I know is that, I don't know, actually, there's nothing I can say. I, I was going to say something at your merch, but you know what? Mariel's fun past. fact corner. Yes, welcome to Mariel's fun fact corner, where I, Mariel, that's not right. You know, that was right, actually. Where is it? Yeah. I don't know why we say these things. It's going to tell Slow Magic three fun Christmas-related facts, and he is going to tell me which one is his very favorite. Are you ready? Yep, I'm so ready. Fact number one. Artificial Christmas trees were once made with goose feathers. Wow. And they were first displayed in Germany around 1865. They are made of goose feathers dyed green. Okay, that's resourceful and... Um, Is it? It seems very violent. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of ethically weird, but also there's a lot of plastic in Christmas trees that yeah. are... So I don't know what's better, but that's interesting. And side note fact, it's actually worse for the environment to get a artificial tree because for a while people are like, no, it's bad to get real trees, but... It takes forever for an artificial Christmas tree to break down. Like, it takes, like, over 100 years. And you can actually grow more trees. That's true. It's one of those things you can do. Go to your local Christmas tree farm and cut one of those down. Yeah, shout out to Taylor Swift. And literally, they grow Christmas trees. This is another fun fact that I decided not to include in every state. Even Hawaii. So I would find your local Christmas tree farm. They, like, rely on us Christmas tree buyers. We love to go Buy get local. our real trees, which I didn't grow up with a real tree, but it's really fun to have. Yeah, that's like, he learned that from my family. <gasps> Ooh, a Christmas tradition you got from <laughs> us. Okay, fact number two. Number two. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was recorded by a 13-year-old. In 1958, Brenda Lee was singing the festive tune and when the song was recorded she was only 13 years old seriously yeah she's the like one a, we know and everything yeah wow she sounds her voice is great because there's like a lot of really bad child singers like the hippopotamus one hippopotam- <laughs> that one's bad gordon ramsay i'm dreaming of a white christmas is actually you sing it i'm gordon ramsay gordon <laughs> mason <laughs> oh. ramsay <laughs> Mason Ramsey, the yodel kid. <laughs> the look on your face right now is like... I thought you were bringing me another fun fact that Gordon Ramsey had a Christmas <laughs> album and I was about to go stop the podcast and listen. No. No, do you guys know Mason Ramsey? He's the yodel kid from Walmart. He did a version of Blue White Christmas that's really good. you got to check it out. Really it's good is a questionable statement. So, so good it's bad, actually. But now, <laughs> whenever we sing it, we realize we can only sing it in the Gordon slash Mason Ramsey accent. <laughs> Okay, number three. So number three is that 
Figgy pudding is a British dish that dates to the 14th century and was a way to preserve food with beef and mutton mixed with raisins, prunes, wines, and spices. Figs have never been an actual ingredient. In olden days, all dried fruit was called figs. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of facts. I like that song where they're like, bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right now. I think it's kind of rude, but that song? um, It's very demanding, very rude. Yeah, that was actually a rude song back in the day. Like that Back in the day or now? Like now, like because it was like supposed to be kind of threatening actually. It was? Like scary. No, like I read it. What? (laughs) It was another fun fact that I decided to like leave out and forget about entirely, but now I'm remembering. So like that whole song, like we We wish wish you a a Merry Christmas, Christmas, which I guess was like kind of confrontational that's a threat yeah they were like they wanted money and stuff like what it was like fighting (laughs) words like we wish you a merry christmas i'm gonna have to look into that more why because you don't trust me it's no because it doesn't make any sense i know i had to look more into it because i was kind of confused about how we wish you a merry christmas merry christmas or else yeah it was kind of like you know how there was the wassellers and they would like oh like carolers i don't know if there was like a rowdy group who wasn't collecting money for They're the church drunk. or something yeah and then they were like give us some figgy uh, pudding I see. yeah oh we won't leave until we get, get some, some. Oh, yeah i see so they're just standing at the door demanding food i get Maybe it in I a get bar it. i don't know well if they're going door to door singing i'm gonna try that this christmas time this christmas maybe like demand something else but okay cool well my favorite happens to be I don't know, actually, because figgy pudding sounds disgusting. <laughs> and the fact that it was made with, like, meat, I didn't realize. The goose trees sound kind of gross, too, but that's interesting. So my favorite is going to be rocking around the Christmas tree. That's pretty impressive and crazy. I feel like there was a lot of facts packed into that. I didn't even realize until facts. I was reading it. You should change it to Mariel's no cap corner. No cap? Yeah. Why? You know, like, no cap. But like, why? Because it's updated slang instead like, of fun facts. Or it could be like Mariel's fun fact, no cap, corner. It's beautiful. Thank you for bringing those facts. I'm just <laughs> kidding, by the way. I, I know, but okay. I just didn't understand where it was coming from. <laughs> well, that leaves us with one thing. We're here to talk about one thing, and that's one or two things only. <laughs> Our favorite Christmas albums we're going to go a little bit more deep on those and talk about why we like them and a little bit of history. So do you want to start off with our first pick? I'm thinking we'll go with Justin Bieber's Under the Mistletoe, which was released on November 1st, 2011, when he was 17 years old. We have debated because there is one song on there where he definitely sounds like he's maybe 10. Do you remember which one it is? Yeah, no, but I know that there's one where he's a mere child singing, but I think it's a bit of a compilation, so go into it. (laughs) So this album was his first Christmas album and second studio album. The album features... Which to me is impressive, and I know I didn't know, not impressive, but surprising because I just didn't know that this album was that old and also his second album which is kind of like a bold move to go from uh the album that has baby and other hits to a christmas album but i will say it's great and it has more hits and great songs than misses well interestingly even though it's his second album studio album it's his third album that was like hit the billboard top Hmm. charts because he had a remix album of his first mm. album, and that made it okay. there too. 
Either way, the album debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, selling 210,000 copies in the first week. The album um, features guest appearances from Usher, Boyz II Men, Mariah Carey, and Buster Rhymes. And then, like, The Family... What is that other one called? I don't know. I don't care. There's, like, this one song on there where we're like, who are the... The band Perry? Yes. Yeah, somebody. Country-sounding song. That one's a miss. And this also became the first Christmas album by a male artist to debut at number one. Nice. And it's crazy to me that something can debut at number one. That is crazy. People talk about that all the time. Does that just mean that people listen to it a lot? the first day or bought it a lot the first day i'm guessing but it definitely first came out with mistletoe and that has an amu and a music it has a music video which i've never really paid attention to we watched it he's like in the street right and singing and there's like a girl an older girl or yeah like something. a weirdly because he was so girl. young at the time honestly there's a theme of that in this we'll get to it yes According to Justin Bieber, he really wanted to put out a Christmas album. In an interview with MTV News, Justin praised the album and said he was particularly a fan of his Buster Rhymes collaboration, Little Drummer Boy, Drummer Boy, <laughs> which sees him rap. <laughs> and I was reading about reviews of this album, and someone described, I think from the Times, they said that that song was goofy, and it is, but I actually kind of like it. Like, it took me a really long time, but it's kind of goes off. Can I read a quote that he said about it? Yes. If you really think about it, it's genius because it's rapping on a Christmas album and like I'm rapping on it and then it's singing, he said. It's cool. Busta's got like a percussive voice to him and the beat was so crazy. I'm actually playing drums on that song, playing the snare. Just, okay, you know when you hear actors talk about the roles that they're in and they're like so serious about it? Do you know that energy? Yeah. Just He's apply really that to like it. this and it's just like it's so cool because i'm like i'm rapping on a christmas album and he doesn't even know about other rap christmas songs <laughs> like those existed to him he was doing something that's never been done before by justin bieber speaking of reviews there's like some debate in the reviews about the features either like justin bieber not kind of matching up to them which i think is true in some cases like Mariah Carey, I do feel he's kind of like an afterthought on that song. What well, the song was already a hit. The Usher collab, like, I don't think that it didn't mesh well. Yeah. Like, so I think that went really well. well. This is my opinion. Like, lots of people are like, he couldn't pull it off. The album. Yeah, like, I remember reading one review that was like, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber is like nowhere near like a household name and like, therefore he can't do this and i'm like whoa thinking about it back then like he wasn't but now you read that and it's so silly but I mean, even then was... it kind of sounded like they were too old because he was so young and they were all older there was a lot of bieber hate from day one i think yeah as soon as i heard about him i heard about how bad he was but i mean i love him i think he's weird sometimes but can we talk about the mary carey situation well, first can we go into this thing well, if you look up under the mistletoe behind the scenes on youtube you will find a youtube video where scooter braun is like way more involved than i realized he would be like he was like oh justin like you need to like talk on this and like justin was like yeah i'll talk on this because he was like little and it's just well, like Nick, really weird and i recommend you checking that out scooter braun is the infamous maybe former manager of Justin Bieber, I don't know the current status. And also, if you're familiar with Taylor Swift and the drama between the two of them, I think he's seen as like pretty aggressive and kind of 
greedy manager type of guy, just for those who don't know. Yeah. But I'm surprised that he was really involved, honestly. Yeah, me too. But I guess I shouldn't be because he's doing a lot It'd be a like, lot of pop stars. It's just weird. Maybe it's normal for your manager to be sitting in on every creative process that you have. <laughs> Maybe he was like a babysitter. I don't know. But back to the Mariah Carey thing. He wanted to do the Mariah Carey song, but he said he couldn't do better than her. So then he suggested, like, let's do it together. And in my opinion, it resulted in a truly confusing video, which is more about capitalism than anything else because it is sponsored. I don't think so. It definitely is. It's sponsored by Macy's. Yeah. I'm going to go into a okay, breakdown. I, I hear you. I'm going to go into a breakdown. I think it's more about a creepy relationship just, between just, the two just, of them just, than anything else. I've thought long and hard about this music video. I watched it multiple times. So I'm just going to break it down for you. It starts with Mariah Carey. She's like leaning up against this faux brick wall. And she's wearing like this red velvet provocatively cut outfit that has like white fluffy trim. And... Justin Bieber is like pushing a car and him and his friends walk by and they're like, mm, frick, like that girl's hot. That like grown <laughs> woman is hot. And like, she doesn't stop. Like she does not stop. She's just like, Ooh. and like, you know, chest is up against the wall. Her ass is out. And she's just like, mm. and then like, they're walking by like pointing literally like, mm. you know, like sheesh, like that sort of vibe. And then somehow Justin Bieber starts dancing as if he is the Christmas display. Like Mm -hmm. he'd be like a display of perfume is or something. Like a glass thing. Yeah. And he's dancing like a maniac. Like he's going all out. And then there's a bunch of like low angle up the skirt shots of Mariah Carey. And then there's literally randomly, you know, those Santas outside that like shake those bells. Yeah, like the Salvation Army or something? Yeah, so there's like, I wrote 30 shots of a kid getting a ticket from Santa to a midnight at Macy's show, which seems like inappropriate because this kid's like eight. What's a midnight at Macy's show? I don't know. (laughs) Is it like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a after dark kind of adults only thing? Or is it just like Like, a- I know there's like midnight masses. And I don't know if it was like midnight Macy's, if it was Ah. supposed to be like some pun on something. Either way, the kid's like, oh my God. This old man who could be anything is inviting me somewhere at midnight. So that's like wholly weird going on. And then inside, the same shit's going down with Mariah Carey and Justin. So then Justin and his friends are dancing and then they're like putting things in their cart. He belts out that all he wants for Christmas is you, like kind of implying Mariah Carey. Mm. And then like there's a whole 3DS moment of this music video it like goes on for way too long like they're throwing 3ds's out to everybody so like nintendo might have been sponsoring this as well yeah no they definitely they were just like throw them in the car and then like kids run in out of nowhere it must be midnight and mariah carey is still dancing all sultry against the wall then she's like sitting like santa or a mom in jc penny's watching her child trying to close like that's what she looks like but she's sitting in a santa sleigh mm-hmm And then Justin Bieber is sitting in the Santa sleigh and they're like singing together and he reaches his hand out and she grabs it. And then something happens where it cuts to Justin Bieber doing the dumbest dance at the end where he, this is how I described it. He wildly twists one of his arms in a circle and then there is a puppy at the end. Okay. (laughs) And then what's crazy is I was watching an advertisement for Macy's Today and it like was basically the same (laughs) setup. Wait, two things. At the end of the video, Mariah Carey is doing something and then like Justin Bieber kind of gives her like a, hey, look. Yeah, like like they're definitely going to go somewhere later. 
lip or something. Like, I don't know why there's so much sexual tension between them implied and stuff. It's like, gotta be I like, like it's a big it's like age gap. Cells. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's awkward, but. There's too many things, too much capitalism at play here where they're like, we gotta sell those DSs at Macy's <laughs> and like, we're gonna use sex to sell it in the weirdness of like a mother and son relationship. And it's just really inappropriate. And honestly, not what Christmas is about based on everything else that we know. I mean, it's a great song, a classic, but about this Macy's ad, is this the one where the kid buys the slippers for the Santa? Yes, it like, looks <laughs> the same exact thing. This little kid is shopping and his dad's like, oh, what's he gonna buy? And then he buys these slippers and he brings them to Santa in Macy's and he's like, these are for after work. I do feel like- So heartwarming. The Under the Mistletoe album, that just some of the lyrics are kind of weird. Did Which you notice ones? that? Like through them snowballs i don't know he's just rapping all weirdly and it just feels like cultural appropriation yeah i could hear that for sure so, i mean it's canada he's from canada um i don't i don't i don't know what what they're saying i don't know what that means but there are a lot of really good songs on this album some of the standouts are mistletoe um one thing i ever get for christmas i think is good these are like originals we got christmas eve which is probably the best one in my opinion me too and then we have what's that other one all <laughs> whatever there's so many Wait, good what's ones. the one where all i want is you is pretty good too they just sound like just sang, Bieber songs. Sang from japan to peru but we <laughs> thought he was saying that's christmas eve oh really yeah anyway so that is Justin Bieber's Under the Mistletoe. If you don't like Justin Bieber and you don't like Christmas music and you're listening to this podcast, go Where's listen to it. Because you're mean, here hanging out with us and we like it. And if you don't like Christmas music, I'm really thankful that you're still here listening. I know it's a hot topic. Hot button. Is it? I don't know. I feel like lots of people don't like it. Mm, yeah, but the next album <laughs> we are bringing to the table <laughs> is Vince Giraldi's A Charlie Brown Christmas. This has always been one of my favorites and one of my favorite albums ever. This album, Mariel's gonna go more into the history, but I wanted to talk about my personal history with it and feelings. I used to go to sleep to this album every night around holiday times, and my mom recently told me that I wanted to keep listening to it all year. So I think that's why I know it's a good one, because it's not just to me. I mean, I only listen to it at Christmas time now, but to me, it is just good music. I grew up listening and learning jazz music in school. So I think this uh, was something that I already had listened to as a kid. And then when I started learning jazz, really connected more with that. And um, I just think we've kind of touched on it in previous episodes, but like we always start listening to this right after Thanksgiving and it kind of marks the beginning of the official holiday season. What <laughs> type of jazz is it? Cool jazz. Cool jazz. And that's like, I have a memory of like learning jazz in school and like talking about different types of jazz. And then I was like, to the band teacher, I was like, what about Vince Giraldi? And he was like, yeah, that's cool jazz. And like, I think, I don't know the specific definition of cool jazz, but it is like piano, bass and drums and very chill. John Coltrane has a lot. I'm not a jazz historian. I did watch all of the Ken Burns jazz <laughs> documentaries, though, in school. <laughs> I feel like you're a jazz historian. <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah, officially I am. But yeah, I think it's like cool jazz. I think it is cool, but it's very like chill and makes you want to relax. I don't know. It's really good piano playing as well. Like every like solo memorized because we hear it so often. I do think Vince Giraldi is a great jazz 
artist and like this album I think is the highest selling jazz album of all time but I think it's well deserved he, he's not remembered as one of the greats usually like in piano playing or anything but to me he should be I feel like the album's kind of like a warm blanket and for me I have a hard time differentiating between some of the songs unless they have lyrics do you feel like you know all of them based on the yeah <laughs> but they they do blend together and I think that's no, in a good way nice. not like in a bad way yeah no I think whenever I'm like trying to remember which one I want you to play or something while we're driving I don't remember the names or anything I think my favorites are like skating oh Tenenbaum Christmas time is here. I do think like the Thanksgiving one. Is That's really like not weird. officially part of the album. But they it like is. they bundled it in as like a deluxe thing, like the Thanksgiving song. But it's weird because the Thanksgiving ones come after the Christmas ones. So yeah, it's but that's because like, it's a that? bonus track that's not really part of the album. I know, but and it shouldn't be. Been like an EP or. <laughs> but they can't make a Thanksgiving album. <laughs> You're right. That's not a thing. Except for Sleigh Bells, that was supposed to be a Thanksgiving song. Wow. Put those two songs together. You've got a two Christmas. EP. Two holidays. And yes. after, Sorry, I think after we're well. done with this Christmas podcast, we should do a Thanksgiving music podcast. And then a New Year's Eve music podcast. And, and a Halloween like music four songs. podcast. Now there's, there's some one bad song, Halloween. There's one song for Halloween. It's the Monster Mash. But that aside, I'm going to get into the <laughs> We're history. allowed to talk about other holidays. I don't feel like we should. Especially, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Monster Mash. Okay, so A Charlie Brown Christmas, it was released in December of 1965. So how it happened basically was by the early 1960s, Charles M. Schultz, who created the Peanuts comic strip, was a worldwide sensation. So TV producer Lee Mendelssohn was like, this is culturally relevant. Let's make a documentary about it. And after it was completed, Mendelssohn, he was a fan of jazz, asked Raldi to compose the music for a documentary. He had heard his music somewhere. I did not write that down. But he was like, I like this guy. Let's get him. So this included creating an entire piece, Linus and Lucy, to serve as the theme. But despite the comic's success, networks just weren't interested in the special and it never aired. Selections of the soundtrack were released, though, in 1964 as jazz impressions of a boy named Charlie Brown. But then, when Coca-Cola commissioned a Christmas special based on Peanuts in 1965, Giraldi returned, sorry. He returned to score. The special. <laughs> he composed most of the album, though he included versions of traditional carols such as O Tenenbaum. He recorded some of them at Whitney Studio in Glendale, California, and then re-recorded some of it at Fantasy Records Studios in San Francisco with a children's choir from St. Paul's Episcopal Church. So did we find out that San Rafael choir had girls and boys because we talked about it. But basically the sessions ran late into the night with the children being like paid five dollars and rewarded with ice cream. And because the recording sessions went so late, the kids were often being swapped out because some parents were like, absolutely no. But the special begins and ends with a children's choir performing Christmas Time is Here and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The children <laughs> were directed by Barry Mina, Mina, and he wanted it to sound perfect, but Mendelssohn and Giraldi disagreed. They were like, no, these people are kids. Like, we gotta make these kids sounds like, sounds like kids. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, well, I like they also use children actors in the Charlie Brown cartoon, so I feel like that yeah. is true to the vibe of that because they were like, yeah, really like and bad if those actors, kids were cute. singing perfectly, yeah. it would be really weird. So basically, they decided to choose an off-key version 
of Four. Mark the Herald Angels yes. sing in the final cut. And while I was looking... Which is kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and while I was looking this up, I learned mm. like a fact that I really liked, which is that Christmas Time is Here, which was the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally written as an instrumental, which is also on the album. But producer Lee Mendelssohn decided that the song needed lyrics, and he was unable to find a lyricist. So he wrote Christmas Time is Here in about 15 minutes on the back of an envelope. Wow. He says... So I sat down with an envelope. I'll never forget this. At our kitchen table and wrote, Christmas time is here in about 10 minutes. Wow. Someone said 15. He says 10. Less I don't know who to trust. than 15. <laughs> um, it was a poem that just came to me. Never changed the words to this day. It was only about a minute long and Vince got a bunch of little kids together to sing it. And the rest is history, as they say. And I do know that a lot of the kids said Vince Giraldi was really nice to work with. And I think that's sweet. That's awesome. Did you say this part? That the children were paid $5. Did you? Yeah. And that's re- crazy. And rewarded with ice cream. I feel like that's one of the weirdest fun facts about this. Maybe not so fun fact, but I don't know. Maybe $5 back then is like buying a house now. I don't know. And like when they say it went late, you know how like back then I feel like late was probably like 10 yeah <laughs> like when if it was like late night picture like 2 a.m yeah but i, I bet it was like 8 30 they didn't have late nights back then either that's like a newer thing <laughs> definitely definitely not daylight savings time made sense back then but this is also one of your favorites but was introduced to you by me yeah so i feel like you introduced it to me because it was kind of your first not your first but it's like your first christmas album that you always talked about it was i think i would say it's my first that i really liked and had put into my cd player and i just that was your cd player black i don't know (laughs) i just silver i think that um i talked about it slightly on one of the episodes already but i think this album also reminds me that like i do love jazz music i don't often listen to it all the time but it's like something about the holidays that i find really cozy is that it's also like jazz music season most of these songs that we love are like jazz based we do listen to jazz now a lot because of our dog he likes he likes to have he likes to have music on we like to play music for him so that he doesn't hear but now that there's when there's not music on i feel like he can't handle it because there's sounds in our apartment building and he'll bark maybe he loves jazz nova baby i can't say it yeah. in either way but also i think it's important to note that this album was voted into the grammy hall of fame and added to the national recording registry of the library of congress nice that's how freaking good it is also you did mention bossa nova and there is some bossa nova like latin jazz on this and it's it's just cool and it, also yeah. if you're into this album there's a lot of other songs and albums by Vince Giraldi that are really good and speaking of bossa nova one other album that I really wanted to mention, but I honestly uh, could not find anything out about. Maybe I'm just really bad at researching. Maybe I need to like do some emailing of people's family members. I don't know. But Percy Faith's Christmas is is an album I really, really, really love. It's super whimsical. And he is a or he was a Jewish composer from Canada and he was originally a piano player and everything, but then he got in an accident and basically he had to become a composer. And that's great for us because he made some of the most beautiful Muzaki music. And I just think that album is such a wonderful thing. I don't know if the listeners are familiar with Muzak. Oh, yes. It's Muzaki. Spelled M-U-S-A-K. Yes. This is a company that I think was 
started in, well, it's an American company. I don't know where they're from, but they specialized in music, covers of popular music, instrumental for like businesses. Elevator music is mostly Shopping Muzak. Yeah. It is actually a brand name. But I don't know if they play Muzak as much though in elevators anymore. They cover don't now, sorry. but I mean, back in the day, you could only hear Muzak everywhere. A lot of people hate it and hated it, but I don't know why. I love it. It's so calming. I feel and like, like it's like scientifically proven to yeah, be calm. Like something, I mean, look into Muzak on YouTube and stuff. It's so calming and nice. It's also like very like liminal like a space and time that's not now it's it's fun to listen to and there's a lot of like mall core or wait what's the theme what's the other there's like a lot of different well, genres that reminds me of another christmas thing which is kmart christmas music which oh you yeah we're gonna get into that as on well. youtube and one thing i learned about that is that's like kind of similar music but it feels more how do you say it's like a warm recording sounds well i mean another one of our favorite christmas time albums is the kmart christmas tape that would play in store around like the 70s and that does include some percy faith songs mm -hmm. it's basically a muzak recording and it has like kmart ads in the middle like, but they're like, like i learned that those were fake ads that they use them to deter people from stealing like they thought people were being monitored and that's why they put those in what there. what are the ads then they're like the uh, in aisle three like blah 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 well they're for i mean they're a recording that plays in the shop but like those ads they were they played all the time like those were the same ads like they were part of the recording for the tape so they didn't yeah. actually mean anything <laughs> so like for the listener, there'll be an ad that says, well, security, please report to the aisle four. So that's, yeah, to make people aware that there is security. But I didn't realize that. Maybe there's not. <clears throat> Sorry. I just think that there's something so calming about vintage shopping music. And like, did you, I know you that you played The Sims growing up. Yes, I did. They like shopping music and that also like has a similar aesthetic sound to like yeah, Percy definitely. Faith and the Kmart Christmas stuff. But... That brings me to one more that's not technically a Christmas album, but one of my favorites to listen to in the winter and Christmas time is various Nintendo music and Animal Crossing music that is winter themed or like, you know, fits into that. This is another YouTube thing that you can look up, but like... That our dog likes as well. Yeah, I honestly think our dog likes the Nintendo music the most and... Um, Based on what? <laughs> what? Why do you think he likes that one the most? He sleeps better. Based on what? I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, but no, um, I don't know. I just really love a lot of Nintendo music, like the Wii music and like Animal Crossing music is so dear to me. And like, obviously that's a lot of nostalgia, but there's some really good music production and music writing going on. But yeah, like something about the wintertime music, it just like makes me happy. And there are some Christmas song motifs in there. So it feels familiar, but like at the same time, there's just like nice calm, like bells and music. And it's not so much like 8-bit sounding, like chunky music, video game music. It's more like orchestrated and, you know, very pretty sounds of like jazz, bossa nova, music, but from Japan composers that I think they just do a really nice job with it. Can you tell a theme of music we like? Can I? <laughs> Can the listeners? So we like understand? good music that's calming and, and, and nice. And then we also like some Justin Bieber and pop music. Like, I feel like that's yeah. 
that's our Christmas vibe. Like, as much as I want to love the old music, like, I do really like this new music. And I mean, we did talk about a lot of, like, male music today, but I do think, like, these are all albums and, and like, chunks of music, but I think all the best singles of Christmas music are, like, yeah, are by down. female artists. So uh, I don't want anyone to think we're not we're not aware of that. Because we definitely our had discussions is, about it, Our playlist is mostly the top, like, queens and princesses of Christmas time. Yeah. Which sounds really lame to say, but that's what Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande are known as. Yeah, they're really strong singers, but honestly, Ariana only has an EP, and so that's not a Christmas album, and I don't really know. Can we also talk about how Dean Martin, he sounds so drunk. It's hard <laughs> to listen to him. It's true. It's we had, crazy. We had a realization today in the car. Was that today? It was yesterday, I You think. guys, if I, co- if I sound like this all of a sudden, I'm covering my mouth, because sometimes I do that. And psychologically, no, that means something. I can't remember what. Are you afraid to talk? I don't know. Well, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I think Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, they drank way too much in the studio. You can tell. And probably out of the studio. No offense to I those I tried guys. looking it up and then I forgot what <laughs> yeah. I was doing. So Frank Sinatra drank probably more, but he doesn't sound as drunk. He was like, I don't know, he drank so much that he sounded sober. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> well, Mariel, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here, Slow. Thanks for being on my podcast. Actually, thank you for being on my podcast. Oh, yeah. It's good to be a guest on your podcast. We won't leave until we get some. <laughs> we won't leave until we get some. That sounds weird. Yeah. Get some figgy pudding, that is. Yeah, we're actually about to go get some figgy pudding because I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, we need dinner. Do you want some fruitcake as well? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody does. I don't think anyone likes fruitcake, but like in these Hallmark movies, which we like... To watch. I actually don't like Hallmark movies. Oh, well, I what like do you like? Lifetime ones. The okay. Hallmark ones are like, if you're not white and you're not Christian, then get the hell out. I meant Hallmark as in like all the cheesy Christmas movies. Yeah, some of them would get really boring, but there's like at least a few of the se- during the season. But anyway, I was. <laughs> By the way, that was that another thing I, I never, I, I never, I, I never knew about those until you didn't some... know. No, about I didn't. Them? I really did not know. Wow. You got a lot to learn. I do, and I did. I'm learning, okay? Thank you so much for listening and learning with us. And again, if you enjoy our podcast, you can support us by writing a five-star review on iTunes or whatever the podcast thing is. I don't think iTunes exists anymore. It's podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and also you can support us by joining my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash slowmagic. Join us, come hang out in our Discord, and honestly, it's a good time. Um, you can get a lot of unreleased songs over there. So, we love you. Without further to do list, bye. Bye.